<laughs> I'm going to preach just for a few moments here, just on our series that we've been preaching on Not Built to Break, but our Father's Day edition of this series. You know, in Ephesians chapter number six, it, it deals with, in verse number one, it talks about children obeying your parents. The scripture says, in the Lord, for this is right. Then verse number two says to honor thy father and mother. And that's what we're taking time to do today, to give honor to our fathers. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. That promises is verse number three, that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. Oftentimes people take verse number one and verse number two and they put them together, but it is actually separate. For verse number one says that children are to obey their parents in the Lord. Somebody say in the Lord. For this is right. It is right to be obedient to our parents. But it's important to obey our parents in the Lord. So that's important. We don't, aren't to follow people that contradict the word of God. But we are to be obedient to his word. And if we have parents bringing us up in the admiration of God's word, then we are to be obedient to that word. That means cleaning your room, washing the dishes, taking out the trash, everything else. I'm sure that's somewhere in the book. <laughs> Obey your parents in the Lord. It says, for this is right. But then it goes on to say, honor thy father and mother. Oftentimes, this is where we miss it. This is where our world misses it. They are missing the honoring part. We have generations of people that are not giving honor to our elders, not taking the time to honor those that have paved the way for them. And it's important to give honor to those that have come before us. And it's important, as the scripture says, to honor our father and our mother. So regardless of the upbringing and regardless of the situation that maybe some of us were in that we do not like, we do not appreciate things that we would change about our upbringing, it's always important to still give our mother and our father honor. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. But let's look at verse number four. I always found verse number four very interesting because it does not say mothers, but it says and you fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. I've always found that interesting as we know that mothers are very nurturing and caring. But it says that you as a father, you and I as fathers, that we are not supposed to provoke our children to wrath. Don't provoke them to anger. Don't cause them to push away from the love of the Lord. Don't push them away from church. Don't push them away from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't do anything to them that causes them to hate serving the Lord. But it says, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So these things are, are very important when it comes to the responsibility of a father let us pray let's ask God to help our fathers let's ask God to give us the 
understanding and the wisdom and how to be a good father, to be a good dad to our children. And if there's any situation that we need help with, that God will help us to be a better father. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we speak over every man. We speak over every father that is present here today. Those that are watching on our live stream. God, I pray, Lord, that you may touch them, move upon them. Help them, O oh Lord, to be more like you. Help them, Jesus, to bring their children up in the nurture and admonition of you that we may continue to have a home that is a God first home and I pray for every father that they may be the priest of their home the example of Jesus Christ in their home and I pray now starting today going forward that they may continue to do the right thing before you to be the example that you have called them to be in Jesus name somebody say amen, amen. I want to preach here just for a moment uh, and my text is going to come from Romans chapter number 16, verse number 13. If you don't have your Bibles, it's going to be up here on the screen. The scripture says to salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. This is a familiar story that I, I really enjoy. And a biblical story that in my opinion is one of the greatest, if not the greatest depiction of a father having a life-changing impact on his son a young man by the name of Rufus who was mentioned only twice in the Bible he is mentioned by the Apostle Paul in the last chapter of Romans that we just seen here as Paul is nearing his last years of life he is giving honor to those that have greatly impacted his life along the way so we find here in Romans chapter 16, if we can put that scripture back up on the screen, it says to salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. And mine means that Paul was saying that she's been like a mother to me too. So let me paint the picture here of why I believe this is one of the greatest stories uh, of the importance of a father. It's the weekend of the Passover. People from all around have come with their offerings. They have conveyed or converged yet once again for worship and sacrifice. And little do they know that the ultimate sacrifice will be offered on this most pivotal Passover. Jesus is weakened by several sleepless nights. The pit where he was held and the beating that afflicted his every move. The blood loss alone was enough to cause delirium. Jesus is drained. He's stumbling through the streets and then they give him his own cross. But that 80 to 90 pound cross beam is too heavy. He's stumbling through winding pathways. The onlookers, I cannot imagine as they looked at this bloody mess. His body is so marred and mangled that he no longer looks like a man. For the Bible says to put this all in context in Matthew chapter number 27, starting at verse number 27, it says, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him saying, hail, king 
of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. See, oftentimes I don't think we really understand the beating and the persecution and the humility that the Lord went through humiliation if you will that the Lord went through in order to die for our sins on that cross but I don't know about you but I deserve that humiliation I deserve that building that beating but I'm so thankful that the Lord stood in the gap for me the Bible says in verse 31 that they led him to be crucified. And verse 32 says, and as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And there present is a man watching. Can you picture it? I just want us to imagine this if we can use a little bit of illustration in our mind. Jesus stumbles and the beam falls to the ground. One of the Roman soldiers looks and finds someone to help Jesus carry the cross. And the man most present in that moment is a man by the name of Simon of Cyrene. Simon the Cyrene has come from the northern part of Africa for the intent of making a sacrifice. He's come to Jerusalem for the Passover. Little does he know that while he has come to worship carrying his own lamb that he will come in contact with the lamb. They press the duty of the cross of Jesus on the shoulders of Simon the Cyrene. Not because he was strong, not because he was wise or full of understanding. Simon the Cyrene was not chosen because he was qualified, but simply because he was present at that very moment. See, being present doesn't just affect you, but being present travels beyond your moment. When you're here, even while you're here in the house of the Lord, something is changing being rearranged in your life and in your home your family will be forever changed just because you are present you should never take it lightly every time you come and press your way into the house of the lord because every time i put on these garments every time i make it up in my mind to come here i'm saying i'm here not just for myself but i'm coming because i need my family to understand there's nothing more important than being in the house of the lord i've come to tell somebody every time you lift your hands and say thank you jesus every time you fall to your knees and begin to cry out to the Lord not only are you blessing yourself but you're blessing your loved ones so that they can see there's something about lifting your hands there's something about lifting your voice there's something about falling on your knees and when you set the example in your life you set the example in your home Hallelujah. So I've come to wake up somebody here in the spirit to let you know you are not here by accident, but know you are here by divine purpose. Oh, I've come to tell somebody here today, you're here by divine purpose. Someone may have invited you, someone may have drugged you, but you are here by divine purpose. And I want to let someone know that your presence here means everything. Because oftentimes we want to stay home. Our body tells us we want to stay home. 
Our mind is telling us we want to stay home. But I have found that every time you press, there is a blessing. I've been told all my life that there is a blessing in the pressing. Has anyone here ever made the sacrifice when you didn't feel like doing something, but you pressed your way anyway, and then that's when the Lord blesses you the most? Because I have found that anytime you make a way for Jesus, I promise you, he will meet you. He will supply your every need. Plus, I hate it when I miss church, and then all of a sudden somebody comes home and say, man, you missed it. I'm like, why couldn't that happen last week when I was there? So every time I get up, especially on a Sunday morning and anytime these doors are open, I'm saying I've got to get to the house of the Lord because I don't want to miss my opportunity because I just need to be present. Your family will be forever changed just because you're here. Fathers, your family will be forever changed just because you're here. Dad, your, your life, your family will be forever changed just because you're here. Because we have a desire to set the example. Somebody say in the home. Simon, a Cyrenian, is forever changed. Now, let's not forget about Romans chapter 16, verse number three, when we're speaking about Rufus. But see, Jesus has been beaten. His blood was spilled out on his body like an open faucet. And when they press Simon to help him, there is a transfer of blood. Simon is carrying, holding the very item that graced the hands and arms and shoulders of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is now on Simon. The blood of Jesus is on Simon also, and no doubt Simon feels it on his hands and sees it on his clothes. What's interesting here is that as Simon is going through this experience, we must understand one simple thing about this young man by the name of Rufus. Because how does he come into play? Well, the Bible says in Mark chapter number 15, verse number 21, the scripture says this, and they compelled one Simon, a Cyrenian who passed by coming out of the country, the father, somebody say the father. He was the father of Alexander and the father of Rufus. He was the one to bear the cross. And so it's important here to see that Rufus was the son of Simon. Simon who bore the cross of Jesus. And just in case you don't understand, Daniel, help me out here. Let's, let's give an illustration so that people can understand. I want you to go grab that cross over there. Some of you are just now seeing that cross. I didn't know there was a cross there the whole service. Come on up here with me. Now, here's, here's Jesus. He's been beaten. He's had his beard plucked out. He's been spit on. He's been ridiculed. Stripes laid upon his back. 
a crown of thorns on his head. He's been marred so much he doesn't even look recognizable. That people who knew who he was could not recognize who he was. That's how much they beat him even before they stuck the nail prints in his hand. I want you to imagine this now. And now here he is walking through the streets, walking down uh, up his way to this hill, trying to carry an 80 to 90 pound beam, but he's so bloody that blood is everywhere. It's all over his clothes. It's all over the cross. It's everywhere. He can barely make it even up this hill. That's how bad he's hurt. So just imagine Jesus is falling down time after time. People are still talking about him, still ridiculing him, and yet he's trying to carry this cross. And now it's to the point to where Jesus can't even make it because he's trying to carry a cross while he's carrying the weight of everything else that he's going through. Uh, he's carrying the weight of everything he's going through right now and he's trying to carry his own cross I'm telling you right now there's not enough we can do for Jesus Christ So here he is carrying this cross. He's hurt. He's upset. Oh, he's upset because he understands and knows what he's about to go through. But the Bible says for the joy that was set before him, he endured that cross. And now the Roman soldiers, they look around and find someone and say, here, Simon, come here. Come take up this cross. But you need to understand that when that transfer happens, all that blood that was on that cross, all the blood that was on Jesus Christ, is now being transferred to Simon. So all the blood that's running down because it was all over Jesus Christ is now on Simon. So now where Simon goes, that blood is on him. You need to understand something. Remember, Simon wasn't chosen just because he was a perfect gentleman. He was only chosen because he was present. He just happened to be there at the right place at the right time. He just happened to be present. And so what the importance is, is that now all this blood is transferring on to Simon. And we get to the point to where now they get to the hill. Of course, Jesus, we know he hangs upon that cross. But now because Simon is there, he's present. He has the blood of Jesus Christ all over his body, all over his clothes. It's probably even across his face because he's trying to carry the cross that is for Jesus Christ. Now, once Simon goes home. Simon goes home, he walks into the house, and now here's Alexander and Rufus. His sons see their father, and no doubt they're looking at their father saying, what happened to you today? Why is all this blood on you? What happened? What took place? I thought you were there to sacrifice the lamb. You was there to sacrifice your own personal lamb. What took place and here's Simon saying son you just don't realize you just don't know I was there at the right time I just happened to be present they chose me what do you mean dad what do you mean they chose you they chose me I got to carry the cross of Jesus Christ that's what this blood is that's what you see upon me this is the blood of the lamb this 
is the blood of the one that's coming to take away the sins of the world I am carrying the blood on me now now I don't have to take a lamb to sacrifice anymore because the lamb has come to die for all of mankind but here's 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 the beauty here's the beauty here's the beauty what we must understand and know is that now as his dad comes home and Rufus and Alexander now have an understanding of where their dad was now their dad has just greatly impacted their life this moment has changed the life of Rufus and Alexander forever Rufus especially his life would never be the same Ooh, come, come with me brother his life will never be the same all because he had a father at the right place at the right time all because he had someone in his life that just happened to be present can I talk to fathers just for a few moments dad it is so important for you and I to just be present in our family's life just be present you just you you just don't know what it feels like Uh, many of you do when when I come home and I've had a rough day but you know those children do not care if you had a rough day if you don't know come home with me one day when you're having the worst day I want you to text me and say pastor can I go to your house today now give us at least a week warning I know you can't do that it's just in that moment when I walk in that house all I hear is daddy daddy kids just running grabbing my leg grabbing my arm they ready to play I'm ready to sleep I'm ready to take it easy lay down relax no I'm walking like this because I got one on each leg because they don't want to let go until we play and in that moment I have to say Lord help me right now because I'm about to get real upset but I've got to play hey in that moment I've got to be present can I help somebody I've got to be present in that moment we can choose to check out get off of me I don't feel like dealing with this right now but I've got to learn how to be present for my family's sake and there's nothing more important than being present a dad that is present a dad that takes the opportunity to be present in their family's life but you know what I'm grateful for not just fathers that are here but every man woman boy and girl that took the time to be present I'm telling you that your life will forever be changed when you have the mindset just to be 
in the presence of the Lord. Because if there's anything I want to be present in, it's in the presence of the Lord. And because he was in the presence of the Lord, it affected his family. I'm telling you, if you want to affect your family, be in the presence of the Lord. If you want to affect your family, let God first infect you. Because I cannot have a proper infection on my family unless I've been infected by the Lord. Oh, do I have a witness in here? I'm telling you, I must first be in the presence of an almighty king that is able to change my mind, change my heart, get a hold of my spirit. And then once my life has been changed, I can affect somebody else. Amen. Too often we have it backwards. We try to change everything without our first life being changed. I'm sorry, but broke cannot fix broken. Hurt can't fix hurt. Depressed can't help somebody else that's depressed. No, we must work on ourselves. We must allow the Lord to help us fix us, make us right. And then once we're made whole, then we can help somebody else to be made whole. But the beauty of allowing, listen to me now, the beauty of allowing the Lord to make you whole is that when you go to help somebody else, you won't be trying to do it yourself, but you will say, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. The only reason why I have joy is because of the one I have come in contact with. And the person that has made me whole is Jesus Christ. So you need to be made whole? Come on with me to Jesus. You need to be fixed? Come on with me with Jesus. You need to be healed? Come on with me with Jesus. I wish I had a few people that know what I'm preaching about. Come on with me with Jesus. Because there may be somebody in here that needs some help. And I'm here to tell you that you need Jesus. Hallelujah. But because Simon was there because he was there and made himself ready to help the lamb listen to this now Simon had his own lamb he had to put down his own lamb in order to be of a help and assistance to the lamb I hope some of you didn't, didn't miss that. He had to lay down his own sacrifice. He had to put down what he thought in that moment was most important. In order to be in contact with the thing and the one that was of the utmost importance. All I'm simply saying is, my people, hear me today. We must have a mindset to lay down some of the things that we maybe want to do in order to be in close contact with the one that we need to have in our life. Because if Simon wouldn't have been there and been willing to lay down his lamb to help the lamb, Rufus's life would have never been changed. You hear me? He wouldn't have came home with that story. His story would have been different. Something happened today, son. Man, everybody was making all this uproar. I think it was this Jesus of Nazareth. The story would have changed. 
I'm not quite sure, but I had, I had a lamb in my hand and I had to make sure I had that sacrifice taken care of. Because this is what I came to do in order to be accepted. Oh my God, my God. I'm telling you, there's not a thing in this world that can help us to be accepted other than a heart and a mind to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow after Jesus. My friend, my brother, being present here in the house of the Lord was the best decision that you can make. Because it's in this house, it's in his presence. You understand? It's in his presence when people's lives and hearts can change. I'm telling you right now, no matter what you're thinking and what you're going through, whatever you need from him, God's able to do it. Whatever you need and want from the Lord, God's able to do it. Because I'm telling you, there's about to be a transfer. Just like there was a transfer from Jesus over to Simon. And then Simon transferred it to his children. I'm telling you, there's about to be a transfer in here. Just like we say, I'm trading my sorrows. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. You don't have to walk out of here the exact same way. Simon went home a different person. I'm telling you, you ought to go home a different person you don't have to walk out of here down depressed or feeling defeated but you can walk out of here with your head lifted up knowing that Jesus is on your side you don't have to walk out of here with any affliction any doubt any suffering well I wish I had a witness on this side right here I'm telling you you don't have to walk out of here the exact same way but you can walk out of here changed somebody say here changed here you know that's what happened to Simon he had a changed mindset he said man I, this is Alexander Rufus my mind has changed now I understand we've been doing this Simon well you got a bunch of cross I do too on my back? Okay. Well, you, you know, that's what happens when you have a contact with Jesus. There's a little bit of residue. See, you done changed my message. I was going to talk about something else. See, see how you did that? There is a little bit of residue that just kind of, but I, I, I want a little bit of Jesus on me. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want a little bit of Jesus on me. But see, when we, when we take up our cross and follow him, that's what happens. Let's stand to our feet at this moment. Simon, if you could, please help me. Hold this cross. Hold this cross. See, many of you thought that this Sunday was just another Sunday. But all it takes is just one encounter with Jesus to absolutely change the course of life. Just one encounter with Jesus absolutely change the course of your life. If there's anything that I can compel the people here today to not only understand but to do.
That is, do not underestimate or undervalue the importance of being present. Present is the most valuable thing that we should go after. I want to be present every day that I have a chance to be. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm saying when I wake up on Monday, I want to be in his presence. That's all I'm simply saying. When I arise on Tuesday, I want to be in his presence. Before I go to work on Wednesday, I need to be in his presence. When I arise on Thursday, all week long, I want to be in his presence. Because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. I just want to be in his presence. Dads, moms, everyone here under the sound of my voice, we need to have a desire to be in his presence. Because a dad was willing to take up the cross of the lamb, it it affected his entire family. I'm telling you. Why do you think the enemy fights so hard to remove fathers from homes? I'm, I'm telling you, there's there is a complete. You, you could see it in our world, in our society, when fathers can be removed from a home. This dad, who was willing to lay down his lamb to take up the cross of Jesus, his life was forever changed. And because his life was changed, it affected generations to come. See, now Rufus, when he has children, now he can tell his children about the story when dad came home and his life was forever changed. (laughs) There's nothing like that. It was on this day, I remember the occasion, daddy came home with a changed life. And because dad changed his life, His mindset changes. It affected the entire home. And now, children, your grandfather and now your children can know who Jesus is because daddy went home with a changed life. I would like for every father, just for a moment before we dismiss, every father, if you could please take a step of faith. I want you to come down here towards this area or you can step out in the aisle closest to you off to the side or in the middle whatever you feel comfortable with, but we're going to pray over every father.